Welcome to the third episode of TNT, Tits and Tires. I'm Brianna. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to our Sunday Fun Day episode. Yeah, this time it's Sunday Fun Day. Cheers. Cheers, babe. All right, so we're drinking some leftover wine from, what, Friday night? Our abstract wine? Friday night, yeah. Yeah. I think it was Friday night. I mean, it always doesn't taste good to us after a few days. Kind of, we're kind of spoiled. I don't know if we've ever had a wine sit on the counter for a couple of days. No, because we're wine snobs. Well, and we just enjoy it two glasses a piece usually. So two glasses a piece, and I guess yeah, we're done. So we're we're thinking, okay, we've got this leftover wine. It's Sunday. We enjoy Sunday Fun Day. Let's let's record an episode, and we were. Excited to bring episode three called Tinder Screwed Decoupled, but it took an unexpected turn, ladies and gentlemen. And what turn did that take? Well, let's introduce my fiance right in front of me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we are going to instead talk about our, our most recent trip literally, figuratively, that we took. Um, And we're going to tell everyone about, instead of going from our dating past Mm -hmm. to becoming a couple, we're going to talk about getting engaged um, most recently. And then we're going to back up either later in this episode or a future one and talk more about our our past and and how we were friends. We were both... um, kind of in, in awkward dating situations on you were more on on apps and I was just more kind of with connectedness and then um and then us becoming a couple. So we we will back up to that. But I think um what we we want to start off with is talking about how we got to our most recent destination and that you earned a pretty prestigious trip through work. Mm-hmm. And you've only been at the company for a little over a year. so well, Close at, to two years now. Okay. But I mean, but at my the first time. year of being eligible for this trip. Right. So year one, already earning a pretty prestigious trip. You got to bring a guest. That guest was me. <laughs> and we have some humorous things that that Oh, happened. for sure. <laughs> oh, I hope you're excited for this one. Yeah. And uh, what... We, we had a lot of learning experiences and found out some pretty interesting... I did, personally. You've traveled quite a bit. This is nothing new to you. There were a few surprises, but it was... Everybody was learning during the trip. Uh, my company that I worked with never had anybody with a wheelchair ever went on this trip. So it was a learning experience for everybody, but my company did a very good job of accommodating me on everything we did. Absolutely. So we we get to the airport bright and early in the morning, and the first question I had is, how are you going to get down the aisle of the airplane to your seat? Yeah, what I always get asked, even by the even by the flight attendants, is we we get you up to the gate, and they're like, that wheelchair isn't going to fit down the, down the aisle. But sometimes it just depends on my mood and. Uh, where we're at, um, going to, how early is it, how late it is, am I going to just try to crawl to the seat <laughs> or try to use my legs and try to use my arms at the same time, hopping? <laughs> well, I didn't but, realize you were the first one on the plane. I mean, typically, like I've, I've seen where 
they'll do the pre-boarding for, you know, women or families that have small children and strollers. I didn't realize you are one of the first people on the plane for that reason, that they want to get you in and situated. And Yeah, the reason that they want to get us first on is, or a lot of times if you're at the gate early enough, is they also use an aisle chair. And then that aisle chair um, goes in between the seats. And because the wheelchair don't fit, now in between the seats, they don't want to get that aisle chair in the way. Um, of everybody going on. So they have to get the aisle chair on and then we have to get the aisle chair off, which is the wheels underneath it. And it's a very narrow chair. Since I have wide shoulders, you know, <laughs> I hit every other chair going down to the, my seat. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the movie. Oh gosh, what is it? Drew Barrymore. Oh, the, the Wedding Singer? Yes, with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. And they're on the airplane and the cart lady comes by and hits her arm like every single time she comes by. That was you. Like yep. you are the epitome of broad shoulders and the cart coming by and just nailing you in the elbow. <laughs> yeah, like elbow, shoulders, you know, a couple of bruises are going to get back. Like where theirs come from? Oh, just just the airplane seats. Yeah, you should have got a compliment. <laughs> or, else, or, or else the cart where all the snacks and, and pop is, you know, just. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Like they just come through. Barely. Come through like, oh, didn't know you were there. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the reason they want to, uh, they get us the first on. But when you get to your destination, when you they unload is when you're the last off because they have to use that aisle chair again to get you off the plane. So therefore, they want everybody off so they can get off the plane and then we not go hold it up and not hold it up with that aisle chair. Right. Well, that was another thing I didn't know is I thought when you were on the plane, maybe they put you toward the front so that your wheelchair would stay with you. I didn't realize it actually did go underneath and then they brought up your chair at the end when they bring you off the plane. I mean, so that was new to me too. Yeah, they make sure that they tag your chair. It's a, <laughs> They don't want to bring it to the wrong belly of the plane <laughs> because <laughs> you kind of need that when you get off the plane. If you don't have that, that's why you bring it right up to the gate. Right. So we, we survived the first the first leg of the early, early flight. Um, finally got to our final destination in Florida, and we were waiting for our transport pickup. And, um, and so, let me just reiterate this, a learning experience for my company. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, the shock on their faces when they were like, oh my gosh, we did not know um, how to get you here. So, I mean, in all fairness, who would know, right? I mean, if you've well, never... Nobody knows, and my company, the people are ahead of it. They were very um, happy with telling them and learning as they go, uh, telling them what was not needed, what was needed. Um, and they, at the end of the trip, they had it all down, it seemed like. Right. They used you as a resource, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I guess for anyone that might be jumping into this podcast now, what are we in? Like maybe 10 minutes in here? Um, Close to. That might be listening for the first time. Um, Nate is in a wheelchair, if you haven't gathered that already. I am not. And one of the things that we hope to accomplish in our podcast every single time is to promote awareness and acceptance of people with disabilities, um, which we like to take the dis out of the abilities. And the second thing is that we want to um, promote positivity and we want to help people overcome challenges and obstacles in their life and maybe give them a different way to think over some things that we've been through and just in general, what 
what some people are going through that we hope to give a, a positive perspective and spin on it. So sure. I think that's what your company appreciated greatly is the fact that you are a positive person. You were able to give them good feedback on what worked, what didn't, and how they can be better accommodating and more aware yeah, or and, the next time that something And I happens. had no problem letting them know what I needed or what wasn't needed. And they appreciated that. In order for people to learn when you have a disability, just, just let them know. Just tell them what you need. Tell them what you don't need. They appreciate that. And then it goes smoothly after that. So uh, like I said, they got it by the end of the trip. So we, we had Sue. She was our little spicy Sue. Oh, who yeah. We, who we met at the airport. And it was... Like twelve thirty. Nobody mess with Sue. Nope, spicy Sue. That's what we're gonna call her, and we hope someday she hears this. <laughs> and I think, and I think she'd appreciate her calling her spicy yeah, Sue. Yeah, she was awesome. She was getting things done. <laughs> so we we showed up. There wasn't transportation yet because your company had hired a separate transport team to get you from the airport to the hotel, um, because of of the accommodations to your wheelchair yeah. where everyone else was able to hop on the shuttles or SUVs. So we waited maybe an extra 15, 20 minutes and Sue was a little unhappy with, you know, the, the lag in time and she was making some things happen and our little spice Run, running all the way across the airport, like <laughs> making phone calls, seeing where they're at. Yeah. We even offered to take an Uber and she was like, nope. no. Nope. And we're like, we are not messing with Sue this morning. She's got this. And so, um, then Sue ended up contacting the company that was supposed to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And we were with another couple waiting to be picked up, you know, right in the, in the pickup line. And all of a sudden we see this um, handicap van. Like, what, we, is, what was it hashtag called? Hashtag wheelchair van. Yes. <laughs> I think it was written right on the side, right on the back. And I'm like, um, <laughs> do I really need this contraption? I mean, I drive my own truck. I had my own car. But inexperienced company, not having a, a person in a wheelchair ever on the trip, they don't know. I don't. I understood that they didn't know. So that was one thing that they, that they improved on, one thing that they learned. But let's get into what happened yeah. <laughs> when they picked us up. Right. So, so, okay. So we're there, and yeah. we're on the side of the curb getting ready. And it's one of those accessibility vans that has like the back comes down and it has a ramp and it's typically people in like power chairs correct yeah so when i got to the side i saw them the the lift or the the ramp thing go up go behind the van extending it i'm like oh no (laughs) i don't necessarily need to drive up in there with my everyday manual chair (laughs) and so that uh got a little uh joking around there we had to make the best best of it yes um our lala lala was our our helper yeah and she was awesome so shout out to lala in tampa we told her about our podcast and she said she'd listen she'd find us yep so shout out to lala yeah shout out shout out to lala and so she got you in the van and she was like deer in the headlights and she was like oh i thought i was picking up like a seven-year-old and his wife <laughs> mind <Yeah>. me <laughs> on the and on the way on the way to uh the hotel probably a 35 35 minute ride all i could to to make the best of it is just take pictures of everything that i saw in the back of there yeah one was please put scooter or power chair in lowest gear <laughs> um 
I think me sitting there and this is not powered. This is a manual chair. It's ready in the lowest gear. I am not pushing this. <laughs> and then I, she Please starts. slow down your arm speed, sir. Yeah. Slow him down. <laughs> slow down. And then I had, she is buckling the back of my chair, the wheel, and then the front. So she goes, oh, she he's not going anywhere. Yeah. You were strapped in like you were, I the mean. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> strapped like this like uh, I'm not like a wild animal like strap me in front, front strap me in the back one over my shoulder one strap over the other shoulder I'm like okay I'm not going anywhere yeah. but the problem is those straps are over the shoulder but it's not like you're in a seat right you're I'm so- in my wheelchair seat so I'm not I don't With really wheels. yeah so I don't really have a lap belt so every once in a while on our way there hit the brakes you know Lala had to adjust to the traffic. Let's say it that. Like <laughs> she had to adjust. She, did, some... she said that, you know, the traffic isn't very not very good drivers in Florida. I'm, I can't tell everybody in Florida you could be a great driver, but I guess overall, not great. People right. drive like they're a NASCAR. Right. So I had my lap, I had my uh my keys. Probably not my keys, but my phone in my yeah. lap. Mm-hmm. Maybe my wallet. So she would, she would hit the brakes. There goes my phone. There goes my wallet. Almost me too. Like, cause I'm not seat belted all the way in. I'm like, gosh, I'm safer in a seat. I'm thinking like, thank goodness. There's not some seven year old man back here. Right? Yeah, cause I'm not sure what would happen. Right. Another thing I took a picture of, they had a spare wheelchair and they're like a hospital chair and they're just in case I didn't have my own apparently. But then again, she thought I was picking up a 70 year old elderly person. So. Yeah, of course you would have. They'd try to, if just in case they need a wheelchair, they have it. Right. So we were well taken care of, but Lala wholeheartedly agreed with us that that was not the mode that was supposed to get you through the rest of the trip. So um, your company, being extremely gracious and amazing, hired a SUV company, or you know, a company that has SUVs yeah. in place of that. So at least it was a little bit more riding in class. <laughs> yeah, a time. little bit. I didn't get like. On the wheelchair van, I wasn't directed out of traffic or when they looked at us, oh, there must be a guy in a wheelchair in that van. It says wheelchair van. Right. It was like that. It was a normal SUV this time. Um, but that was, again, that's a lesson learned from my company. And they took it very well and went in stride. Yep. So then we arrived to the hotel, which was amazing and beautiful. And we were greeted with a cocktail and an appetizer reception. And then we had um, we had a little bit of time, downtime, just to kind of explore the area and sit on our balcony. And then we decided on day two, we were going to attempt to go to the ocean because our hotel was probably, what, like 200 feet from the ocean? Maybe, I mean, probably a little further. <laughs> and are you guys ready for this? What's next, babe? What happened at the beach? I don't know. What? 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 What are we? What did we have to get? Well, yeah, I was going to get to to the chair that I had to. But yeah, that's that's next. Okay, so we we get to the hotel and decide that we're going to go to the beach. And I had never heard of. I mean, what are these chairs called? Are they sand chairs? Are they like what are they? They're like sand buggies, sand chairs, sand wheelchairs. So they have um, really big rubber tires on them that are thick. I mean, they're they're like a smoother yeah, so they tire. Can, so it's on a wheelchair, it's a skinny tire. So it's just going to dig into the sand. It's not going to. Which go we anywhere. tried for about thirty seconds. They need a big, <laughs> wide tire in order to get through. And if anybody else in a wheelchair 
would ever go to the beach. I don't know if these beaches just have don't care. They just have to get things together. The power ones just are always broken down or broke down. Like I don't get why they don't fix them. They're constantly broken. I wonder if people just try to do stupid things with them or take them in Maybe the water. Maybe in the water or... that it ruins them, and then it's hard to get parts or hard to get them to fix because right. they're not normal chairs. They're the not normal things that work on. I don't know. Yeah. So. So we had a manual one. <laughs> and guess who had and to my, do the manual labor? You're a trooper. Yeah. The, 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 the part of this duo that doesn't really like to sweat or exercise. <laughs> so that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you did well, babe. You did well. Yes. So we get you in the chair and I'm like, you're sitting lopsided. I'm like, this cannot be normal. Well, we didn't know that one of them, one of the tires was half flat. So what is the irony, right? I mean, tits up on the tires. I mean, yes. come on. Like, yep. is this our podcast or what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, tits on top of tires. like <laughs> Right. I mean, they were, the tires were tits up. Like, let's just say that. So. We get you into the chair. It's lopsided. I'm pushing you through the sand. It's 110 degrees, maybe 120. And we noticed why I'm lopsided. Uh, yeah. Well, what? We noticed why I was lopsided. No, I don't think we noticed at that time that the tire I, was flat. But later on, as you push away, why, why it was so tiring for you. Yes. Oh, big baby, the tire's kind of flat. Yes. <laughs> so we finally get you down to the water. You're able to get into the ocean, just climb off the, the chair into the ocean. And that was your first time in the ocean ever, yeah. right? It was my first time going actually in the ocean and sitting in there swimming around, which was nice. So uh, we did that. Like I said, she was a trooper in getting me down there. I felt helpless in there because I, don't, I usually push myself. I hate <laughs> when people have to push me and help me like that. But there was no rinse for me to push on. There was nothing for me to help except I. What I did is I decided to um, help her turn since it was right. Since the since we had a turn, we did use the brakes. I used the brakes to kind of just take one tire, and then when she pushed it, it turned me. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, let me try to help it one way or the other. Which you did, and you know I think uh, it's it's a cheesy way to to promote this but i mean let's face it we've all been in situations in our life where we don't want help we don't want to ask for help we don't want somebody helping us or having to go out of their way or feeling like we're a burden i mean i think that that's a very natural way to feel for someone who like yourself is very independent you take care of yourself you don't have to ask people for help yeah and you put yourself in a situation where if you want to get to where you want to go which was in this case, the ocean, you'd never had swam in the ocean before. There was one way and that yep. was with somebody helping you. And I, I think that again, it's kind of a cheesy metaphor, but I think we can all relate is that sometimes you just have to swallow your pride. And yep. And that's what I had to do. And, and that was the only way to do it. That's only to enjoy our time. Why not go on the beach, figure out how to get on the beach in Luckily, I had my beautiful fiance helping me out do that. Not at the time, I wasn't. <laughs> not at the time, which she did not know. No, I mean, I could have said no. <laughs> yeah, I should kidding. say at the time, it was my beautiful girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> so we we had a great time. Um, gosh, it was like bath water. I mean, that ocean was so clear. Yeah, I think and... somebody, somebody was on a boat. 
They said it was like nine. It read ninety degrees in the water. Yeah, I mean it was. Amazing. But you'd hit some cool spots, right? When you get further out, a little bit of cool spots, and not sure what, why, why. But oh, I can I can gather to to guess. It's the ocean. Well, and the majority of the people were idling by the shallow water, and we know what people typically do in 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 water. I don't right? want to think about that, man. <laughs> so, the further out you got, the less warm. Yeah, the it was. less warm yes. it got. And so. That was an experience, and I was just grateful that that was something that we could experience together as you actually, you know, being in the sand, in the ocean. and Got I mean, a few that was, pictures in the ocean, we did. Which it nice. was It was amazing. So that was, um, that was the second day that we were there, and the third day we were just kind of deciding what to do. So we ended up venturing back to the ocean. This time we had it more figured out. We got you right in the chair. Um, they had the wheel pumped up. I pushed you like a champ all the way to the ocean. Oh, yeah. This that. It went a lot quicker. It did until until well, hold on a second. Let's go backwards. <laughs> okay. She didn't have any shoes no, or sandals. She no. forgot to bring sandals yeah. to the beach. Yeah, I'm. Not, I don't live at the beach. I'm not, so, but she also didn't plan on you know pushing me on a wheelchair buggy, sand buggy, with a flat tire. So it was kind of a struggle. So you don't want to burn your feet. She, and that was the kind of the thing when it pushed me back into the hotel. It was going, you're, you're actually going up the beach this time. So right. they, it goes a little uphill. Yeah. So we thought about it, got her some sandals. It worked a lot better. A lot better. <laughs> but that on the way down, we, we had a great time, right? The wheels were working. Got you to the ocean again. I actually had to slow her down. I had to break before she shoved me right into the ocean with the, with the wheelchair buggy. Good thing your arms work and you can swim. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, babe, let me just dive in. Just Sure. Would have been great. I mean, you would have, you would have survived. And I was just like, hey, don't forget, swim, you know, with, with the parallel to the shore. You'll be fine. So then we, on the way back, um, when I mean, because we spent probably about an hour at the beach that day. Hour, hour and a half. Got you back in your chair. And realized the same freaking tire was flat again. And so apparently we, we spent too much time at, oh at, in the ocean gosh. that yeah. it had time to leak. Yep. So good thing. Good thing we were on our way out. Um, it was interesting, though. There was a family that was kind of sitting near where we had parked our stuff. And I went back to get a drink of water. And an older gentleman asked if you were a veteran. And I just I thought it was... Um, interesting you know that a lot of people one of the things i noticed is that most people are very quick to help mm-hmm. that we had so many people say can we help you do you need help they probably saw me struggling pushing you up a hill so- yeah and me classy i'm just sitting there sorry babe like i'm not doing anything i'm just like sorry it's a flat tire but i wish i could help but I got my steps in. Who knew I was getting my pre-wedding workout started already? Already. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm supposed to, I'm going to propose to this girl and she's going to be so mad pushing me through this. And I'm like, oh no. Oh, I wasn't mad. I, was, I know. You, you, I took it. You did like a trooper. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I, yeah, I, it was fine. It was fine. I was very hot and sweaty and needed water. She, she and took a few breaks and, and she never gave up. Right. And that's part of this podcast too. You never give up. That's right. But we did have a lot of people ask, you know, to help you, to help me. Um, like I said, I think for for the most part, people are, they genuinely want to help and they want to be a good person when they see someone who's struggling or, or that needs help. So I, I did appreciate that. And it just kind of helped restore, you know, just 
faith in humanity a little bit is mm-hmm. that there are still good people out there and we have to remember the good things and we have to bring light to those. And uh, this gentleman had asked if you were a veteran and I said, no, Nate was born with spina bifida. He's never walked. And he's like, well, I think that's absolutely incredible that he's not, you know, just sitting out here and he's willing to go get in the ocean. And he's like, does he swim? And I said, yeah, his arms work. <laughs> I yeah. said, he can, he can My leg's his just legs. hang there. Yeah. But, and, and it was but just. Remember, you're weightless in the water. Right. So, so you can, you can, I can walk a little bit in the water because you're surrounded by the mass of water. Right. It, right. I mean, and that helps keep you afloat. What that also spoke to me is that somebody, probably a lot of people look at you and think, gosh, he is very capable. He's able. He gets around well on his own. They probably would assume for good reason that at one point you did walk or did have your legs and and you were mobile because of how well you navigate your life. And I, I really think that that um, it spoke volumes just, I mean, I thought it was nice that he asked and, you know, people are curious, they mm-hmm. have questions and you were in the ocean, I was back there. But again, I think it just, it speaks to you and anybody else who might be going through something like this, whether they were born with it or not, is that you can still live a pretty normal life yes. with some help and with some people willing to just carry you Actually, through the let's times. Just, let's just say normal life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, because... We, this podcast is say that you can live a good life, live a fun life, live a positive life, even though you have a disability. So with the help of others, with the help of your close circle, like we talked about, we had a great time and we're going to get to even more fun stuff that we had during this trip. Yes. So that night um, we ended up getting, you know, went back to the hotel room, got cleaned up, went to dinner, actually had an SUV pick us up, which was wonderful. Um, little did I know that Nate had tucked a ring box under. His... Oh my gosh, that was anxiety. If you want to, if you want to know, anxiety to the highest. I couldn't put it. I couldn't put it in my pants pocket, guys. She would have saw it. Like, what do you have in your pocket? Right. So you decided to tuck it under your wheelchair seat where you sit. So I bet that was super. That comfortable. was not comfortable. <laughs> And I'm like, the whole time I, I get into the SUV, she puts my chair. I'm like, my cushion can stay on this time. I don't think it'll fall off. I think we're good, you know, keeping it on there. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, please, cushion, don't fall off. The ring is underneath it. Luckily, it's in the box, but she would definitely saw it if the, if the wheelchair cushion fell off. Right. And, and some nice gentleman came to my rescue because I was in high heels or, or wedges and a shorter dress, I mean, that I couldn't like bend over without everyone, you know, seeing everything. And so I went <laughs> to pick up your wheelchair and it started to tip. Yeah. And so it was about to dump over. As and- I see, I'm, I'm seeing this, I'm just sweating <laughs> like, oh no. So we finally get the wheelchair in the back. We went and had an amazing romantic dinner on the beach. Well, well it was when we got When we got to the dinner or the resort, I had to worry again, like, now she has to get the wheelchair out of the SUV. <laughs> so all this time she even, like, we had the dinner and she she could tell you how she felt about me. Well, I mean, you're just, you're usually not at a loss for words. And, and I could tell, like, you were just kind of 
I don't know, quiet. You, you don't really ever look stressed to me. <laughs> but I was like, is ever, is your food okay? Like we're in this beautiful restaurant. And, and it, it's was not most, that, it was the most amazing food. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was amazing. And it, you just weren't yourself. I mean, that was pretty apparent. But and she found out why. <laughs> later, yes. So then we, we went um, from the restaurant to the pier. And I was profusely sweating as we were walking down the pier. And so you were saved by my severe dehydration and feeling like I was going to pass out. <laughs> so my, so just going through that emotions again on the dinner. So the reason, the reason I wasn't myself is first trying to figure out, is this going to work out? What I had planned, is that going to work out? Because I'm like, I need to capture what I'm going to do. How am I going to get that captured? Everything was going through my head of, and as of being uncomfortable, as of being uncomfortable sitting on the ring too, like <laughs> so I wasn't comfortable, right, in both ways. But I was trying to enjoy that. It was a great dinner. Mm-hmm. So now it's going forward when we go to the pier. Yes. Yeah, so we we had been taking pictures of sunsets the entire time, and this beautiful pier. I mean, you go out to the end of it, and it's supposed to have like the best sunsets and. There's boats that sail by, and I mean, truly, the water looks like it's almost iridescent, like a pink and blue just Mm -hmm. shining off of, you know, reflecting off of the sunset. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. It was kind of a little cloudy that night, but we still had some sunshine That was my little disappointment. I I was literally checking the weather every day for that that night. Right. (laughs) But it constantly changed. I'm like, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Consider this, if it had been any sunnier and hotter, I might have melted and we might have cut that trip real short. So (laughs) So you're like, "Uh, maybe we should go on this pier. I'm kind of hot. So it worked out. Uh, Yeah, everything worked out. Yes. So I went went to go get a bottle of Smart Water and we're going to do a shameless plug for Smart Water because I'll get to that. It saved me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I went to go get a bottle of water. I came back. And we're standing at the the very edge of the pier, and several of your coworkers and spouses and significant others were there. You had invited them, unbeknownst to me, um, to come enjoy the sunset, but also just to kind of help you arrange and and take videos and pictures of of the of the moment. So I'm standing and facing, and one of the um, one of your friends' wives is like, "Oh, look, there's a sailboat!" And so we're watching the sailboat go by. And, and I, I'm- I planned that as she went to go get that smart water. <laughs> yes. So I had to hurry and tell everybody, "This is what you do. This is what you, I want you to do. Do this. Do this." And it worked out pretty well. It did. It was. I mean, it, and it was funny because she was like, "Oh, we should probably wave to the sailboat," and I'm thinking. Well, I don't, like, why am I waving to the sailboat? <laughs> I don't, really I don't wave. usually wave to the sailboat. Yeah. Like, but she still didn't know. It was funny. I mean, it was really funny. I was just like, oh, okay, because I had no idea any of this is going on. And they're just trying to distract me long enough for you to get out of your chair, <laughs> down on one knee, which you did. And for that, re- I don't know, that, that time, I was quick. I was quick. You were quick, but I didn't see any of this. I'm happening. like, how did I get down to the ground? And everybody, I want to tell you. I was on one knee. Yes. <laughs> yes, you were. Even so even with with legs that don't work, you were still able to get down on one knee. So that is And then you were turned like like guys, she was turned around 
probably for like longer than expected. <laughs> so I thought I had to hurry get on one knee. Yeah. I was on one knee. Okay. I'm like, this is 20 seconds. This is 25 seconds. All right. My legs and my balance is not great. I'm like, I finally had to say, babe, babe. <laughs> I'm assuming for a guy in a wheelchair, <laughs> being on one knee is probably like holding your breath for five minutes, right? I mean, it's like, there's only so much yeah, that so we I, can do. So she then, kinda, I think she kind of looked at me for a second, maybe. Or well, you looked, said, "Babe," and I turned and I, around and I looked at you, and I thought you fell out of your wheelchair because you were on the ground. <laughs> and then I noticed that you had a ring box and a ring in your hand, and then I was like, "Oh, oh my gosh! Like, what? <laughs> what is going on?" And um, your friends, our friends, captured it beautifully. I mean, there's a yeah, great video from great all pictures. angles, and yeah. I had to appreciate them very much for doing that for me, meeting me out at the pier. Uh, it just really came out great. And then after that, all excitement, great, great night. Um, we went out after the pier. You know, we continued to celebrate with all the friends, all my friends, all my centrist um, coworkers. Yeah, and then we had um, champagne, I mean, waiting, which was awesome. I mean, everybody was just ready to celebrate. The funny and ironic part is that Nate doesn't drink champagne, doesn't really like it. So I drank part of his to celebrate for him. Um, but it, it was amazing. And and it was just um, a lot of people have asked, you know, did you know? Were you, were you, did you expect this? And no, the answer is no. I didn't expect it. I mean, obviously, there were conversations that were had about a future together. And, um, you know, there were most couples that have been together a while. That's that's a conversation you have is, are we going forward or is this just, you know, where is this going? And so we knew that we were both on the same page with that. I did not have any idea that it was happening. I am one of those people that I have delayed reactions when I'm caught off guard. So I did not, <laughs> I, I did not react well. I just was like, what is he? Did he like, fall out of his wheelchair? Yeah. Do I need to help him? Oh, he's got a ring. What's he doing with that? I mean, it was just like, all like, of is these- this happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, But it was, it was absolutely perfect. So I think, um, what, one of the things that I want to lead into is that this, this podcast episode was going to be called from Tinder screwed to coupled. And we were going, like I prefaced at the beginning, going to talk about our, kind of our dating experiences, how you and I being friends led into a relationship because we were able to talk about these things openly and kind of share funny things that happened to us or not so funny things that happened and or how we were hurt. And it just brought us together on a friendship level to a, a place where we could actually see like, hey, maybe there's an opportunity for us, right? And so... We get back home and I had several people, kind of an overwhelming response of people, um, well, for both of us that were extremely happy for us. And I mean, just a lot of love and support and our friends and family. And then there were a few that reached out privately and they wanted to address that their marriages were coming to an end or that they were going through a separation or that they were happy to see that I had been through a, a pretty rough couple of years and was able to come out on the other side of it in a great place. Mm-hmm. And baby, you did well. You uh, went through it well. You um, And I couldn't be happier that you said the Y-E-S. Me too. Because, <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we didn't say anything. She did say yes, guys. I did say yes. <laughs> I managed to say yes. 
And so I, I want to bring this up for a couple of reasons. We, we want to address in this podcast overcoming challenges. Nate has had to not only come overcome physical challenges, but also emotional and mental ones. And I have not had as many physical, but I have had some quite a bit of emotional and mental ones to overcome, um, not only in the past couple of years, but just life in general and things that people can relate to. So there was enough people that reached out and wanted to not only congratulate us, but also to share, hey, I'm going through a hard time. And you're giving me hope. You're giving me um, a vision that things can be better, even if I have to walk through this hell. And I, I am one of those people that if, if God gives you the challenge to overcome, you can overcome it two ways. It That's can, one of your missions in life and to help people in that direction, help people in that way. And now you, now you know what your mission, one of your missions was to be and what, what's to do is to help people in those situations. Right. And, you know, if you're going to have to walk through something hard, why not help other people get through it or at least give them hope and advice and show them that there's a better way or a different way to think, to do. And so you've been there. You've helped people that were in accidents. You've helped people overcoming physical challenges. And I want to help people that are listening to this that are maybe going through something a little bit more personal. And, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty private person when it comes to my life and things that I've gone through and those that are closest to me know me best. But I'm also feeling the importance of, of sharing a little bit more and being more vulnerable in order to help somebody who might be in my situation two years ago mm-hmm. or going through what I've gone through. So that and is going to be our, our upcoming episode. That will yes. be one of them is that I'm going to kind of do a little bit more deep dive into into what I've gone through and how you've been there because you and obviously my helped. mission yeah and obviously my mission was you know I have a b- five brothers and sisters total why did I get in a wheelchair do I say why you know my mission was to be positive my mission was to help people with being in wheelchairs my mission is to have people feel positive think positively and get through all the hard obstacles they go through life and when something hits me um, that is not that I don't think it's a big deal. Others may think it is because I've been through a lot of things for my whole life physically. And so that is why I continue to help those people, um, when they have a hardship, because it, like I said, it may not feel like a big deal to me, but it's a big deal to other people because I just remain calm and remain supportive as much as I can. Right. And it, and as we said at the beginning of this too, or kind of in the middle, it takes a lot to ask for help. It mm-hmm. takes a lot to say, hey, I, I really can't do this on my own. Like, did I really want to text my company and, and be like, oh, I don't need that wheelchair van. When they did all their work to help me as much as they could and thought they, that was accommodating. But when I reached out, I was so glad to reach out. They was very appreciative that, and they really happy that I, that I reached out to tell them because again, that was learning experience for them and they learned that. Right. So I think, I don't know. What do you think? Maybe episode four, do we go back to our original episode that we were going to do this time from Tinder screwed to coupled and actually talk about how we, we became a couple now that we've told them how we're 
engage. Engage. <laughs> we could. We didn't want to skip over to this, guys. Yeah, it's too. It's too we, important. We didn't want to delay this because why go through the Tinder screen and dating part of it and not tell people that we're engaged when we are? Right. Because we're trying to do these podcasts as life experiences happen too. Absolutely. We don't always have to be on course, and sometimes they're going to be a little detour again. We don't know. There could be. Um, so this podcast is all about real life experiences as, as long, uh, along with helping people. Right. So I think there's two things that people can expect from us next episode. Um, we are going to talk about from Tinder screwed to coupled and we're going to make, we're, we have a lot of funny stories to tell with that. Yeah. We and do. maybe some not so funny, but th- there, there's always humor <laughs> well, in everything, as she, right? as she knows me <laughs> being in a wheelchair, <laughs> she's probably going to think it's funny now. Yeah. It wasn't funny before when I was going through it, but right. you know, it's funny now. It's funny now. We can laugh. And then the second thing is that you'll notice on the next, probably the next episode is that we're going to have some new music because one of our friends, a local musician, Chris Saab, is writing our, what's it called? What is it called? Well, it's called a bumper. A bumper. <laughs> but it's usually our intro and outro. So the beginning of our podcast to the end. Uh, he has a, a lot of talent, brilliant mind. Extremely gifted I musician. Mean, yes. Oh, yeah. So he knows all these sounds. He, he And he knows it. us. He, yeah, he critiques it. You know, he has to almost make everything perfect. I know there's nothing is perfect, but he has a very high standard. So we can't wait to have him on the show, especially, you know, that could be a fun show with a lot of different sounds, effects, and <laughs> him talking, and but we'll get to that. Um, but shout out to him because he's going to help us um, with a lot of these sounds yes. that we're going to have in our future podcast. Yes, our, our, our actual, you know, like our own jingle is, is what it's going to be. So we're excited for, for those two things that will hopefully be taking place on the next episode. Um, but again, we want to thank you for hanging with us today. We want to cheers to you on this Sunday fun day. And cheers to being my fiance and Uh, us being engaged. Cheers, babe. All right. Everyone have a great day. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening.